An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made, from the glow-ups to the online drama to all those viral content houses. I'll show you how it all adds up to a new kind of fame. From the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznik. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Hope. I'm Justin Chair. And I'm Mike Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts. Here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about the millennial lifestyle. Hip-hop, R&B, anime, video games, music. Yada, 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 yada. We're talking about Rihanna and ASAP Rocky this week for a variety of reasons. A retrospective of sorts revisiting their respective previous albums, Rihanna's Anti, S.F. Rocky's Testing. First, Micah, up top, we have to talk about two things just real quick. We'll do this real fast. Trigon mm-hmm. Trailer and Usher. <laughs> just cause. Oh, right. Okay, so, all right, so what were your initial thoughts on the Trigon? Because, I mean, like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? <laughs> I think that there's just, like, a lot of... I No, I, okay, so, I like, I had a, I, I was... I was having a similar sort of hitchy apprehension meltdown around like the release of Lupin the Third, the First, which came out in 2019. Um, and used I for 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 lack of a better way to put it, like I more or less like the same art style as the this new Trigon trailer uses. Which I mean, there's a hint of familiarity in it, but seldom like the freedom that you expect. Um, and I mean, like there are beautiful moments in it. Like for instance, and there's a sequence in Loop on the third, the first where he comes across his great grandfather's top hat at the end of this impossible tunnel of whirling saws and traps and lasers and it's impossible that like you know like to get to the other side until they see this hat on the other side that has all these rips and tears and whatever in it and it's supposed to like you know represent like this is somebody's made it before you know and there's like a sequence where the hat goes through and the lupon goes through and it's like amazing and it's you know you know slightly psychedelic and delirious and feverish and all the ways that you expect like a big ticket in the theater representation of these franchises that have been around for 50 plus years, you know, to be like, they're capturing a new audience. They're inspiring a new, fa- a new like sector of the fan base, et cetera. Like they got to go over the top, but at the same time, it's just like, it's not cool. Like you remember, you know, it's not like, it's not like watching the Trigun trailer. It feels like it's going to be epic, you know? Like there's the styling is, is, 
you know, recognizable. I mean, like, I might even like it if, but only if they bring back Wolfwood. Um, like, it's cool and all, but there's this sort of Channel 10 Saturday morning cartoon feel to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like when it's, yeah. it's the difference between Jindy Tartakovsky's Clone Wars and the clone, the 3D Clone Wars that came out like a couple years after on, uh, on uh, like the, the, the Disney like sanctioned one, the one that wasn't like five minute shorts in between, like, let's run this on Toonami just cause, you know? I think this is how it would have gone. Like, this is, it's, it doesn't, it's just not as cool. It's just not as cool. It doesn't feel like it's going to be as cool. Like, it feels like you're looking at something that is specifically made for the fan base that, like, you know, it's supposed to be for, right? Like, it's supposed to be for 13 to 18 year old boys, but it feels right. distinctly for 13 to 18 yeah. year old boys. It's understandable for that. Re like, they gave Vash in this trailer, they gave Vash a Zoomer haircut. Like, you know what I mean? He had the iconic blonde. Yeah, like, like it's shit. just it's literally, but is it like it's literally like after every sentence, it seems as though he's, you know, a, there's this quasi inquisitive like, but is it lit at the end of every sentence he says? Like, it's like there's a very <laughs> like it's whack as fuck. Let me be honest with you. Uh, like, it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, like, it's. <laughs> Is 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 well, corny. It's corny. It's corny. It's corny. But I no, mean, like, can I meet you but, Like, if we want to really get, if we really want to get all the way into it, though, Vash was Vash was a corny character from the beginning, which is oh, why yeah, I won't yeah, care like, unless yeah. they bring back Wolfwood. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's funny too because Trigon is one of those shows. Like, it sounds like it's a lot of nostalgia talking. Like somebody might hear what you're saying and be like, oh no, it's just you were younger then and now this is new for the 13 year olds like no. you're saying. But the, no. the thing about Trigon though, right, is like to a fault, I back in the day, if you watch that show, like that Trigon is a really rough style. Like that style, that art style, the animation is rough. It it looked like it aged badly at the time that show you know, was coming out. You know? It's it looked it looked, yeah, it looked, it's just sort of very, you know, like, aha, take on me video sort of vibe. Like, there's yeah. this sort of this <laughs> town in the middle of nowhere that sprung up and is clearly defined. But around it, there's this barren wasteland. And they, they allow these towns to yeah. be, like, imaginative in the way that they would feel like, you know, I almost want to say, it's just kind of like, water shipped down mice living in a boot sort of feel to like how mm -hmm. all of the mm -hmm. human cities were and you lose that with this new art style that feels like if you are riding on horseback in an open world video game and then the town that you need to rescue somebody from springs up out of the ground over the horizon like that's yeah. what it that's what the rest of this that's what this art style feels like to yeah, me. Like that, it's like yeah. it's a it's not the same conversation we've had about there being live adapt uh, live action adaptations of, of of anime where like you know these characters aren't placeholders for <clears throat> these these animated characters aren't place placeholders for eventual human actors. It's like its own communicated visual style. It has its own visual grammar. Each show is so like that that, like you know, when you like, I understand like int introducing like three D effects as an as a form of like cost cutting or being cost effective. Like, like I said, like I always say, we had this discussion. One Piece has been doing it for like thirty years, but like when it's the whole thing, it feels very assembly lining and like it's difficult to immerse yourself into it in the same way. To me. It's too smooth. It's almost smooth to the point of being sterilized. It's too yeah. smooth. Yeah, yeah, it's too smooth. Um, but um, because it's so different, and I'm, I'm interested in watching it just because it, it does look nothing like the original style of Dragon. Like, again, for better or worse. Yeah, it looks... It at like a, it's it's like the difference in between watching 
the first print of Dragon Ball Z and playing Dragon Ball Z Budokai to me. <laughs> like, there's yeah. that's the like that's the difference. And I mean, like, it's the the smoothness that you're describing, like the 3D style, the shows that I've tend to stick with to their conclusion and actually want more of. They capitalize on the fluidity of motion. Like, it's like they're all about, like, movement of, like, the body and how far can we push this. And also, they happen in danker areas with more, like, imaginative surroundings, like Dorohiro or Kengan Ashura. A lot of that happens underground or in a fighting pit. And it's about, like, you know, like, it's just yeah. Trigun is not the same. It's a lot of characters thinking about what the value of a life is and talking to each other in route to places. And it, I don't know how that works with that art style, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, but I'll give it a chance. I think that's all we got. Obviously. We, you know, yeah. We're reacting to one trailer. I think the other thing before we get into the main, the main course of the episode this time, Usher. This Tidy Desk concert with Usher. I never pay attention to Tidy Desk concerts. <laughs> Doug, watch this. <laughs> the the last thing I had, the last time I really heavily followed Usher, you remember when he was wrapped up in that lawsuit about giving someone herpes? Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I it was like remember. at Complex. There's... I remember that being like a running news concern was the Usher herpes lawsuit. And then, yeah. Fast and then forward. there was just kind of like, you know, fast forward and you just kind of been seeing videos of him on your explore page skating, you know, he's just like, you know, doing he's doing the grown and sexy nights at the skating rink to his own music these days. And then Tiny Desk. And uh, really, I guess like. Uh, he looks smooth, dog. He looks like. Yeah, he was like he he's like he's still he still got it. Whatever whatever it was, whatever it is, it's like it's 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 there, you know, obviously. Um but what we're I guess why we're talking about this is that like it's actually become kind of inescapable because of um his rendition of confessions on Tiny Desk and this kind of hand over eye movement dance shoulder bounce thing while he was like getting into the groove of the song like and people clipped it out and have just been using it to be like you know to indicate more or less impending doom <laughs> the other shoe falling <laughs> the, like this like the, 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 the like the, the tables turning on you so to speak or you know like just kind of like payday and then it's just kind of like your bills watch this like that's those you can expect seeing those sorts of things on the internet um but yeah i mean uh he bought eric barrel along sorry i don't know why that was so hard for me to say just now um excuse me eric bellinger along wow um it was cool i guess you know <laughs> you use the term you you said grown and sexy, which is right because you why you again it's like he looks like here's the thing about Usher though to me from my vantage, Usher weirdly has always been grown and sexy even like yes yes G R R A Y M O N D like even that even baby Usher is grown and sexy Usher in this paradoxical way so really he's achieved his like not his final form but Honestly, his original yeah, form it's just like. That I just like nice and slow as a Freddie Jackson song. Like it's like there's a there's a <laughs> it's just crazy that he was um you know 18, 17, however old he was singing this like, you know, for the lover shit <laughs> that you would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm just saying, I, like it is. It's true, like, it no, is you're exactly it is. right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're yeah. totally right. Yeah. Um, also another fun fact, uh, can we talk was supposed to like, uh, that was supposed to be his, that was supposed to be his song, but Tevin Campbell sang it anyway. Um, I forget who was it? Was it the face that wanted him to sing it and Babyface said no, or Babyface wanted to sing it and the face said no. Either way, 
supposed just, to be. I've literally talked about so can good. we talk. I've literally talked about can we talk in therapy, but we ain't got to go all the way there. But just I like it is also right like you know you can if you go to karaoke you can exercise some stuff you know that's. <laughs> Helena by My Chemical Romance, Me, Myself, and I by Beyonce, and Can We Talk by Devin Campbell, Gold mm, Standards, that's karaoke. Horseman of the Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Micah, okay. Speaking of both karaoke, um, I mean, this is a reference to Rihanna's anti. And speaking of, uh, I guess, the opposite of grown and sexy, by this, I mean ASAP Rocky is a sort of nag of ASAP Rocky. <laughs> um, oh, we, okay, we talked ourselves into a concept, and we can get into it after the break, but we, we mentioned this on a pod, right? That I, we're just, we are dedicating an episode to revisiting Rocky's testing, Rihanna's anti, for reasons that I guess we could unpack as we talk about these albums, but largely owing to the fact of like, ASAP Rocky being to me the biggest riddle in all of rap music of the past 10 years in terms of why anybody sort of humors him. And Rihanna, the Rihanna album, at least for me, and we can get into your reasons too, but just Anti was this album that like, I could not stand that album when it came out. And you and I were having a conversation once about like takes that we'd recant maybe or that we'd at least mm-hmm. be willing to go back and look on and sort of reassess. And anti, right. I, I am finally capitulating to everyone else at Complex Magazine who thought I was bugging shitting on anti. Like, I'm, I'm ready to have a, conver- a real conversation about that album <laughs> with you. Uh, I don't oh, know. Where man. are you coming from? You know, we'll take a break before we get into it. But where I, are you honestly, coming from? What yeah. are your priors? Well, well, with... My priors are sort of re-anti um, that I enjoy the videos and a few of the singles, but I hated any of the vocalizing. Yeah. Um, I think that um, it's probably up. I did. I like. I think at the time I said it was like up there with like my most listenable Rihanna albums, and I still think that's true. I think that maybe I might have softened a little bit on the like the vocalizing part of it, but I mean, like, I don't know. I feel I feel largely the same about Anti as like now as it as the time that it came out. I think that I have a better way of placing like testing. Like in the con- in the constellation of ASAP Rocky stuff now than I did at the time because I mean like it just kind of came and went, um, and I like kind of just waved it off as oh this is the rap album that Frank Ocean would have made if he would have you know made a rap album and I still think that that's largely sort of true, but I think that there's a little bit more to it than that. Okay, that's a good setup. And also, context for listeners, um, look, man, despite despite all good judgment, ASAP Rocky and Rihanna are together now, and they have a child. And that is also a big part of the motivation for why to talk about them in sort of tandem like this. <laughs> um, but let's take a break, and we will come back, and we will get into both of these albums. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Micah, heads or tails? Where do you want to start? Rihanna, Rocky, which one? Hmm. Well, I mean, like, I think I've, uh, since the, 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 the thing animating, you know, this, this, this podcast episode, this topic is you're wanting to rehabilitate your anti-take and me feeling kind of okay about mine. Let's, let's hear about it. Wow. Okay. You want to wrong for me. I got you. That's actually fair. That's fair play. Um, here's the thing. Rihanna, right. I, I think, I think because Rihanna takes these breaks, right? I mean, you know, she she's selling fancy to the masses, but like she takes these big musical breaks. Um, it's easy to kind of forget what even is her imprimatur in popular music. And it's like, if you think back to like unapologetic era Rihanna, mm-hmm. I guess the way I'd put her is like, Rihanna used to make that unapologetic. That- wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Unapologetic era was um like was early. that just was that no was disturbing that, is before that. i mean like you got to talk about okay 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 you, you mean you, about, you want me to talk about the singles yeah you know what it's because like yeah yeah my favorite rihanna song is on unapologetic is no love allowed um but pour it up is on okay. there diamonds okay. is on there okay 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 yeah I know. all right now and, and it's like, I guess the way I'd put Court it side is, era. We're, yeah. We're, <laughs> <laughs> Court side era, yeah. Um, but Rihanna used to make albums or used to make singles of like the kind of scale that we now sort of rely on The Weeknd for, I guess is how I'd put Rihanna. You know what I mean? She's like the female mm. pop version of that. Um, yeah. Like that was the thing. Like Arena Rihanna. Right was the thing, and anti comes out right, and anti is for better or worse. I, it feels like a more intimate album, right? It feels looser, it feels messier, it feels like the songs are kind of coming from a lot of different traditions. The singing is a lot less. Um, I, I remember back when it came out, like the word I used all the time was karaoke. Especially mm-hmm. Love on the Brain, Higher. They sort of, and to me, that was always my explanation. A literal of, cover of a Tame Impala song. Yeah, I mean, like, there's yeah. a, it's, there is just kind of like, hey, these are the things that I, I'm into. This is me at this time. And it felt like an honest, in a more like honest inward exploration because of it, I guess, like, uh, is, 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 is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, yes. And and maybe it's it's true on an emotional level. It's true on the level of... Like, I remember this is when I started to think of Rihanna in terms of this, right? Of the trick of Rihanna sometimes is... Or the, the trick of a lot of good pop singers, I think, who aren't sort of necessarily high-powered, Whitney, Mariah-type pop singers, right? Is that um, they have to sing songs in a way that you as a person with the busted voice who can't sing, nonetheless can go to karaoke and feel good about trying out. You know what I mean? And like, Mm -hmm. to me, Anti Mm -hmm. is an album full of songs like that. Um, Like, (laughs) yeah, like, it's like, I think really, like, when I like encountered Anti, I was, and I still am now, like, you know, I'm a Jasmine Sullivan, like, evangelist. Like, I mean, like, I yeah. think, like, you just, like, I like it when people can sing, right? Sang, right. Like, so right. it's, there is, 
So level the brain higher. It's just kind of like, ah, uh, like, you know, I enough most of when it, when it first came out, but then you see how these songs work, like in like public spaces, you see your friends singing, you see other people mortifying themselves at karaoke. You see people singing out the sides of cars or, you know, like you might at the time, probably seeing some of it on Snapchat or on Instagram or whatever, what have you, you see what it does to people that takes on like a kind of different, a slightly different meaning in a cheesy way. Like, yeah, I guess sure. it makes more sense like to me now than it did then. Yeah. And it's like, at the, like to your point about seeing, seeing what about it is arresting other people. Like I remember at the time an anti came out just thinking people are reacting to this. Like Rihanna just dropped my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Right. And that's an album where I did feel <laughs> yeah. wrapped up emotionally in the music and the emotions and the vulnerability of that. Like that's an album where I had that kind of 10, 10, I'm in my feelings kind of reaction to an album. Um, and I was just, you know, the difference with anti is that like other people were having that reaction and I was just completely on the outside of it. And yeah, I think that put me in a position where like the messiness Again, a lot of the musical messiness, a lot of that like cat scratch vocalizing on again on higher. Like I remember higher was the song where I was just like, I just went around the office being like, defend this. Defend this vocal performance. <laughs> defend this. <laughs> Challenge. You know what I mean? Um, like I can't. Um Yeah. Jacques. Yeah, there's a there's Jacques. a very like I yeah, I mean, like, I had, like, a similar thing. Because, I mean, again, like, I did feel the sort of <laughs> groundswell of this is the best thing that anyone has ever made. <laughs> the, the pop girlies <laughs> yeah. are not doing it like this. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just kind of like, listen, higher. I present to you, exhibit whatever. I, I Like, so, yeah, I do understand that. Like, but at the same time, People like you see, like, it doesn't matter what you think. It's like there is, I mean, people are vain on their neck, sweat on their brow singing this shit. <laughs> like, it's like there is, yeah. it's, it's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> and then there's stuff that's not over the top on it. it. You know, I think of Kiss It Better, right? Which is really slow and a really measured song. Like that just struck me as the polar mm -hmm. opposite of like it felt just kind of conservative. It's either there are parts of the album that just felt a little too plotting, or there are the parts of the album that feel so kind of out of pocket that I started thinking of anti as like Rihanna trying to do the worst elements of Lana Del Rey of all people. That kind of like just too a little too much of a diva about everything. And you also have to remember too, like this is this is lost the time a little bit. Is like the rollout for anti or like the rollout for the album before it felt like there was a Rihanna album that got scrapped somewhere in the middle and then anti. This happened. is the one with the Maz Mickelson video. Like Lana yeah, Del Rey was it, yeah, in the it was music that. video. Bitch better have my money. Yeah. Bitch better have my money yeah. is the one with Mads Mickelson. And then four, don't forget like four or five seconds with Kanye. He was the bitch. And yeah. McCartney. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And then it and it was the one where, like, when they started hyping the album, they had people solving blues clues on the internet, on a website, to, to decipher the location of some such. Like, I don't know. It was, like, the rollout for it. You know what it was? It was also at that point when, marketing-wise, people were trying to do the same things with Rihanna that they would do with Beyonce, right? Of, like totally uh, overblown like we, like the take cycle is way too intense and the difference the difference with rihanna being that like rihanna doesn't give a fuck right so when you try to hang that kind of overdetermined like you know rihanna is the sun rain moon and stars type of discourse on a person as as fundamentally nonplussed as Rihanna, <laughs> like it just became insufferable and kind of like, I don't know. It, it just felt like too many napkins. It, people was using way too many napkins. And so when that album came out and I'm, I'm hearing higher, I'm just like, yo, y'all, y'all are solving. Y'all are running around Gotham waiting for this. 
<laughs> you know? And that's another, that's a case of like hype. For some people, hype really contributes to like their ability to enjoy something. Again, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, that was an album that like it has a lot of great music, but that that album also had like a lot of hype pumping you up going into it. And I think Anti was the same thing. It was just like Rihanna's hype was so absurd by the time Anti came out that I got in my contrarian headspace, you know, and I was just like, nah, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. You know, as a set, as a label. Um, but this, no, it's but... one of those albums that like, yeah, I think with the passage of time, especially because, again, Rihanna is not. I mean, she's doing her Fenty shit, right? But she's not flooding the market with music all the time. It's easier to kind of take Anti, which is this sort of wrong footing album. And you get like a few years to sit with it and let it breathe a little bit rather than it being like Drake syndrome. And it's like, okay, seven months later, she puts out something else. And then you kind of just like forget she ever even released Anti. I don't know. It's like for the yeah, pace it's of pop like, music this is the days. new season of clothing from yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. 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 Like for the, the sort of unrelent, for the sort of annoying pace of either like unrelentingly productive pop musicians or pop musicians who are always trying to wrong foot you with like really overloaded surprise drops. Like, I don't know. Anti is like a good example of a pop album that nonetheless feels like it it wasn't, it's not a slave to like its rollout in the sort of three month window when it came out. And that like I've sat with for long enough to make peace with it and see what everyone else sees in it for the most part. And this feels like a real personal breakthrough for me as someone who identifies as a hater and even to some extent as a contrarian. (laughs) And I just wonder if that same sort of goodwill extends to ASAP Rocky's Hell no. Or ASAP Rocky. No. Who you you once petitioned Donald Trump himself to, to, to let Lock Sweden him keep him. Lock him up. Unbel- wow. Okay. All right. So, so, so no, then. So, no, we're not, <laughs> we, we're not walking that back any. Listen, well, the, you know what? <laughs> I almost had like the opposite reaction at the time to when testing came out because like so many people dunked on testing. I was just like, damn, I don't even have, my work here is done. I was like, tuxedo mask and a meme, right? I was like, my work here is done. <laughs> you haven't done anything. I didn't even, ha- I didn't review that album. I didn't really, I listened to it like a bit and then tuned out and went and listened to a J. Cole album or something. I don't even know what I did. Um, but so many people I shit on that album that will I- tell you, like, I mean, like, it's just, it, it was, it was, it was so easy. It was so, it was so easy because um, at the time, it was like 2015 at Long Last ASAP, right? Last yeah. album that ASAP Rocky put out um, with, ASAP Yam's input, um, who he had passed away, um, I think the summer, like the summer before, the summer before, um, that album came out. So it was, he had executive producer credits at Danger Mouse, and it was kind of like the a lot of the writing around the album was about how his image was beginning to coalesce. He was more than just his uh, South Texas, South Memphis, North Memphis influences. Uh, He, like, you know, was weird on his, he was weird and, you know, stylish and sexy in his own right is what a lot of this, a lot of the writing was about this album. And then testing comes and testing is like, what the fuck is this, bro? Like, it was very, (laughs) like, I mean, like there was because there was a lot of that very self-conscious, artsy, yeah, guerrilla marketing stuff that you are describing around anti. They did that with testing too. I mean, like he had the the installation that so that softbeats like after, you know, Drake had did the same thing with black and temporary, uh, multimedia art like a couple yeah. months before something or and then like you know ASAP Rocky was in there in a in a plate glass container with some with some cathode anode TVs eating peppers and previewing new music <laughs> it was it was like it was it was weird as fuck like 
And then for all of that sound and fury, you get um, an album whose two best songs are really Frank Ocean songs. And the other two sleeper hits that are actually the best songs belong to Skepta, respectively. I knew we were. Super I knew you were gonna say Skepta. Here we that go. That was a bigger. That was a. That was that was actually a big. Praise the Lord was actually big. They did a video. I'm not. That wasn't like a sleeper hit. And then like Hun Forty Third, which is the other only other song I listened to, which is actually just a Blood Orange song, like yeah. it, where he basically doesn't do anything. And honestly, I like the, I love that song so much for like the ambient chanting at the end of it, which is the last time that you really have it feels like all of the ASAP Mob is in the same place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because like Nast, you can hear is on there. Sounds like Twelve is in there somewhere. Like. ASAP Ann is in the background somewhere. And it felt like that was like the, like, you know, oh, this is still like an ASAP record. But the rest of it is just kind of like listless, uh, wood dwelling, guitar picking, eating mushrooms in the sun shit that feels like a blonde B side. So, I mean, like, it was fairly easy for there to be like, you know, oh, you, well, where is he going to go without? sort of sage direction of, of ASAP Yams who is like our Dame or Diddy or yeah. pick your big, colorful, larger than life mogul. More Dame than Diddy, I would say about Yams. Um, Definitely more Dame. <laughs> Definitely more Dame because it's, it's just kind of kind of wild. <laughs> just like just posing Spicy with his mailman being like, shout out my mailman. You ain't bring me no bills today. Man, <laughs> Rest in peace, ASAP Yams. I, I miss real nigga Tumblr. I, I miss yeah. his Twitter. Um, to me, okay, testing is like to your points about mushrooms and whatnot. I don't know. This this album is like where a fake deep fake prog album goes. We're making a fake deep fake prog album goes wrong, right? Like it's it's. I think the deal with ASAP Rocky in a lot of ways, right, is like, this is a nigga who, from the, from the jump, right, has been, or at least, at least from when he first blew up, has always been kind of transparent about the fact that he is not, he's sort of, his in-game has always been the multimedia shit, the clothes shit. Like, he's, he is, I feel like Andrew Nas described him as this once, as like, a clothes horse. Like, that's what Rocky is. That's always what annoyed me about him in his sort of like in his peak is that he always felt like a rapper as a part time job. And he was a little too transparent about really kind of thinking of himself as a curator rather than as a musician. Um, And like some of his stuff is cool, but you watch enough Rocky interviews over the years where he he says like just brain dead shit. And you're just like, this is not the guy I want to hear make this kind of fake deep album because there's no there. Yeah, there. I mean, like, because <laughs> it's just like, I I don't want to hear about his spiritual revelations that he's had on LSD because. Yeah. Um, when he broke, when he bro- like, OK, so this is like after Long Live ASAP comes out. Um. I think it's that spring there's a the Sundance Festival and Dope comes out like that summer. And that's like really like the first ASAP Rockies here. Let's do these Adidas yeah. collabs. And like, you know, he's getting like it's the first kind of like he's out in the like and this is how you understand him as that character that he was in Dope. Which is that there's a scene where uh the Dope like he's going to I forget what the main character's name is, but in his, you know, day gone very badly trying to follow the pack through the hood, um, he ends up at like this, this, I, I don't know, this club, this club situation. He's out there, he's trying to get in there and there's like ASAP Rocky's like in front of the door and Vince Staples is behind him and Vince Staples is playing like this, you know, twitchy, why is the sky blue number two ass motherfucker who is just kind of like <laughs> saying like, he's just, he just won't yeah. stop talking. Right. And like, and ASAP Rocky's is like, you know, kind of casually in control of the, of the scene, despite not knowing what to do with it. 
in a way that he always is, you know? So he goes, so, uh, like, I think, I, f- I forget what the character says, but it's some basic factoid about, like, you know, the sky being blue because, ref- like, or it's actually not blue, it's light green because of the reflection of water droplet. You know, some basic shit, like, yeah. is water a yeah. steam or a gas? <laughs> and ASAP Rocky is like, you know, damn, like, you know, you must got one of them photogenic brains. And like at the time, it's so fucking funny because it's just like, you don't know as a viewer whether he knows or not. <laughs> That's not the word you're supposed to use there. And honestly, I don't think he does. I don't think he knew when he was reading the script, like when he was given the line on set. But the thing is, is that it works and you just leave it alone because it does. You don't want to think any deeper than that. That's ASAP yeah. Rocky to me. Like, so yeah, like testing being like, you know, this is what I think about God and death and, you know, uh, and gentrification. It's just kind of like, nigga, shut up. It's really how you feel most of the time. <laughs> Yo, like, yes, that is it. Yes. And I... And I think that maybe like at the time I was probably trying to phrase it like on just the level of like, you got to give everything its day because like, you know, but it really is just kind of like a science, uh, like a, like a fold out science project with like felt cutouts tacked to it. Like that's like really the amount of effort that I feel went into it. Like that is what testing is like in, in, in relation to like anti, which feels like an onyx exploration of self through genre. Like testing is just that sounds cool. Do that. <laughs> um, Yo, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought up like a like a school project. It definitely this, this shit definitely has like school project by a C student vibes. But it's also the fact of like I was talking to my sister about this the other day. I was remembering that back in the day, my sister's older than me, right? Back in the day, I was like in middle school in Spanish too. We had some something where we had to make food and bring it into the class. It might have been for like Dia de los Muertos or something, right? And it didn't have to be Spanish, right? You could bring in something, but you wanted to bring in something to impress people. And my stupid ass decided, oh, you know what? I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make, and I'm in middle school, right? Spanish too, middle school. I'm gonna make baklava. My dumb ass doesn't know how complicated baklava, you got to use phyllo dough. Oh, we live in fucking Richmond. It's not, a, you know what I mean? It's like Richmond in yeah, you, It's the just early. like you got nowhere to get like, you got nowhere to get all the specific yeah. shit you need for that. It's Richmond in the 90s and my black ass is making baklava and my sister got to do and all like the work. You've only got all you got is the international food aisle at Ralph's. That's it. That's <laughs> yes, that's yes. <laughs> and but you bring that shit to class, and it's like you tried, you tried it, you tried, you made baklava, and you you overthought this assignment. You could have brought in Nacho Supreme, and you would have been fine. But you you made baklava, nigga. <laughs> That's what that's what testing is like a little bit. It's sort of like a middle school student in Spanish two made baklava. And you ain't need to do all that, Rocky. You ain't need to do all that, brother. Here's the thing is that if you would have called that album Cozy Tapes 3 and turned like the and turned like the uh the theorizing down by about 75%. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we would be having a different conversation because I mean, like, it's a, it's like that. It's there is just sort of it's. It didn't. It like it doesn't feel. I want to like because it, it's like they're what we describe the two albums like you know on face value are like the same thing. But the thing is that why the bladder doesn't work as well is because it's just him, and it's like too self serious. Anyway, like, it's too self serious for like, like a I fuck boy yeah, meathead like, that ASAP Rocky is. Can we at least talk about Skepta real quick? Because like, I really yeah. I'm conflicted about the Skepta rapping on Praise the Lord. Because I I like I, 
It's like, I like the rhythm of it. The cats, the snakes, the chickens, the dogs. <laughs> it's like, it's like, we squeeze. <laughs> it's a little too close to like the, the flow where rappers basically like rapping their ABCs. But it's like the cadence yeah. of it is good. And no, the no, no, beat no, no, is no, no, good, no, 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 You're thinking about it. You're thinking about it way too hard because Skepta works. It works because Skepta is Skepta. It doesn't, it's not because like, you know, it's really deft handling of like the, of, a, of a very like tired like a, like Skepta and ASAP Rocky are the same like in terms of like yeah yeah you know like the way that they make music how good they actually are at making music versus how perceived they are how you know like yeah. it's very like Skepta is good looking and he has a gruff voice that sounds cool so he can sell he can sell lines like you know my my jeans by my ankles and I keep my t-shirt on like I'm Winnie the Pooh and it's funny <laughs> but also cool because he said it yeah. but you're not going to think about it too hard about like whether like it's just like yeah it's like it's it's it is a very tired nursery rhyme rappers doing their ABCs type flow it's ridiculous but you remember it in the same way that you do you Future going la di da di da, yo, but that's iconic though. Because Don't even you, compare it. That's yeah, iconic. It's not. It's not. Okay. Okay. Sorry. It's not. It's it's iconic, but the difference is one of degree and not category. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm, fair. I guess that's like fair. I, what I'm saying is that it's it. it he gets a pass <laughs> because he's Skepta. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay. I take your point. I actually think that's well put. I guess, like, one, my last question, though, is just, I feel like testing was this watershed moment for Rocky where people agreed to just be like, okay, this music is not that fire. But is it actually over for Rocky? I mean, like, the whole point of this Rocky-Rihanna romance. Well, I think that we have, uh... Are we like stuck with him? Like, it's because like, of it, Rihanna? Yeah, yes, 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 we are. Musically? Because, yes. Because he's going to always have the same sort of, in the same way that like, you know, you haven't been paying attention to what Big Sean's been doing for True. for the last however many years. But if your editor comes and drops a Big Sean on your, a Big Sean album on your desk and says, I want 2,000 words by next week, not you, but a the thousand. first thing you're going to think I about is... <laughs> All right. For, okay. Second thing you're gonna think about first. is. <laughs> second thing you're gonna think about is, well, how good is he now versus how good he has been? And you're gonna sink into that same shit about like most raps, most improved player. ASAP Rocky has the same shit yeah. going yeah. for him every single time he has an album come out. It's like, hey, look at how decent this run of features is. DMB. God Hour on ASAP Ants album most recently. What was that other shit that he was on? Um, oh, Aria uh, on the I Know Nico on the I Know Nico tape. All those very serviceable. People are already writing shit about. Look at how good ASAP Rocky is at rapping again. So when he has another album out, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about it in the same way. It's the like it's the same. It's it's yes, we are stuck with ASAP Rocky. Thanks, Lee. Thank you, Riri. Thanks a lot. I love Anti, though. I, I'm on the record now saying, well, love, love is still strong, but like, you know, for, for anybody, you know, in the review section of the pod or anybody complaining about we only hate on shit, it's not true. Sometimes we apologize for hating on shit conditionally. Uh, and then we, you know, amend our previous taste to hate a little bit harder sometimes also. So, yeah, that's also you know, a thing that happens. That's true. But then we love Utopia and, get, and Vivi. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I think that's all I got about both these two. Um, I don't know. I just I listen, man, I, I keep reading. Hunter Harris's newsletter. I, I read so much about Rocky and Rihanna these days, even though I just don't. I otherwise don't like celebrity Why do you gossip. Do that? But because it, it's just like there's something about you know what it is? It's like, okay, remember before Rocky, it was Travis Scott and Rihanna. 
you you know the first time you like saw them two together photos. Hours. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but well, you know the, the, again, the first was... time you saw a photo of Rihanna and Travis Scott, you were just like, really? You could like smell Travis Scott in that photo and just be like, how is she even in the same room as this nigga? Are you serious? And then they, and then you're right. That was fast. That was over. And you're like, wow, yeah, that was weird, right? Like that was Rihanna and Travis Scott. Did I hallucinate that? And you think it's over. And then the next thing you know, she has this like years long courtship with ASAP Rocky, which is somehow worse. And this is where we are now. They have a kid. They have spawned into the world. And so it is one of, it's like the rare celebrity. It's like the rare celebrity rag type thing where I actually am legit fascinated about like, how did capitalism and and I think, you know, I I just want to, I want to go, I want to come back to, to the color of money because of like you mentioned it the other week. And I was just thinking about this in terms of like ASAP Rocky and Travis Scott. Like, both are tremendous flakes, right? But mm-hmm. ASAP Rocky at least feels like he can turn it on and off, which, you know, feels like he's more of a benevolent overlord than Travis Scott would have been in this situation. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think that he knows that. he's a flake. Yeah. I hope. I hope- that kid knows he's a flake. Um, that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's all I got. You got anything else, Michael? <laughs> uh, no. You know, I think um, that's a, that's all I got. Um, listeners, email us. If our listeners include ASAP Rocky or Rihanna, I mean, we got problems. But email us. Sound only pod. <laughs> At gmail.com. Uh. Berg, you want to email us? You can email us too. Um, soundonlypod <laughs> at gmail.com. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Michael Peters. Shouts out to our producer, Stefan Anderson. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>